Hey, Tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. You're listening to Arrival Audio recorded live at Arrival Bangkok 2019 and distributed here by Tourpreneur. In this session, Raj Gayawali, founding director of the leading Nepal tour operator Social Tours and Asia's first Travel Life certified brand, speaks to building a company culture with responsible, sustainable practices baked into the day-to-day operations. Uh, Yesterday when Douglas was talking about uh, when he started the whole thing, one of the things that he mentioned very clearly was sustainability. And uh, that's the big elephant in the room. It's always there. You know, how to do it well, how to do it uh, sustainably, try to control over-tourism, produce really interesting products that are experiential, you know, really benefit communities. And we heard a few examples that also came out from yesterday um, on, on, these, on these grounds. But uh, what I'm trying to do today is to actually look inwards, So there are two sides of sustainability and responsibility. One is creating great products, delivering out there good profits, uh, spreading the benefits to communities and everything. But the other side of it is the company itself. How can you make a company sustainable? How do you make, how do you create a culture of uh, responsibility within the company itself? So that's, that's what I'm trying to address today. So that's me over there looking not very fit but in part of the whole team, really enjoying ourselves in a professional development program which actually celebrates uh, a whole year of work, but at the same time also learns about responsible tourism, risk management, uh, you know, hard skills, soft skills. So we work on that quite a lot. So I'm just telling you a little bit about that. Now, the important thing here that I'm trying to say with this slide is that responsible tourism in a company is a constant, constant, constant work in progress. This is a picture of our cooking course. uh, It doesn't have a price, by the way. It's based on a principle of karma, so people pay whatever they want, which really screws up the OTAs in the room because they don't know how to take commissions from us. So we actually don't list them. Uh, I've been looking for solutions, and it doesn't happen. Anyway, now look at that picture, and you see a few things here. The experience, it's teaching people... you know, part of our culture. So it's a sustainable, responsible uh, pride activity. Uh, the, the people learn that and they take it back home. So they take back a skill. So it's a really good for marketing. The, the table is actually a sustainable hardwood. It's actually made out of mango wood, right? Uh, the aprons are actually stitched by women. Uh, the, we use, actually, you don't see that. The placemats are actually fair trade. Uh, but then... Do you see something out there that is not a fit in terms of sustainability? Pardon pardon me? Exactly. We've got actually a plastic dustbin out there. So what I'm trying to say here is that is the work in progress. 
and we're still working on it. This has been nine years we've been working on this tour, right? So you always have something that you need to work on. Interestingly, in this tour, we actually have a shopping bag that is made out of recycled rice bags that we've been using for five years every day, right? For me, that is impact, a long-term impact. It's not used just once. It's not about reducing plastics, you know, single-use plastic once. It's about doing it over time, you know? And that's a lot of travelers who have actually seen that and get inspired by that. So that is an important one. So I'm just giving you one trip as an example. How did it all start? I mean, the company started in 2002. And 1998, I used to actually be, I was supplying H&M with sweaters, thousands of them, a factory with a thousand people working. And at that time, we brought in two groups of students from England and got them on a cost plus model in Nepal, doing a wonderful trip, but $200 was set aside for doing eye camps, cataract eye camps. We raised about $6,000, went and did free cataract camps in the, in the villages. That for me was, I mean, that's the power of tourism, was really, really, really powerful stuff. And to see somebody come in blind almost and go back completely, you know, able was something really inspiring. And that's where the concept of social work tourism came in. And that became social tours mostly because I found a website and I could get the domain. But um, there was no other reason other than that. But, uh, but nowadays when I ask people, you know, what is, uh, when, when people say, what is social tours? Is it social media? But no, no, no. It was about social work. So I studied business, and if you look at business, if you look at uh, you know, the discussions happening here, it's about volumes, money, profit, uh, minimize cost, maximize profit. So for me, it has been a continuous unlearning process of unlearning everything I learned in business and trying to put a completely different model into the company to try and put that culture in of uh, sustainability and uh, responsibility. So... Where we started is values. So it says, you know, it's not hard to make decisions once you know what your values are. So the value-based uh, decision-making model was something that was really in my head. And if you use values, it's the same like in families. You start making decisions based on the values of the company. So if you work on those values, it re works really well. Moving on from that, the nuts and bolts was very simple, that responsible tourism is about culture, environment, local economy, you know, it's about sensitivity and contribution into local economy. So those are just the three pillars that we used very clearly. And then based on that, we made some policy. And made some policy and put, and then started the whole thing. Like I said before, the work in progress, one step at a time, one little thing. But the focus is the most important thing, that you just have a very singular focus that you will try to be sustainable. And you keep on going at it. So that was just the simple way of going forward. So where does that result us now? Oh, it's, it's clear up there. It's not very clear here. So one of the few initiatives that we do to contribute into the local economy is, one, we do not vertically integrate. So we don't own cars. We don't own hotels. We don't own airlines. We don't own choppers. We don't own any of that. We just do the tour planning and use everything from the market. And that way, the money spreads into the economy. That is a very strong policy that we have. And that ensures that about 70% of all trip costs actually goes back into the economy. And about out of the 30%, there's a, a little bit on tax. Of course, I need to go on holidays from time to time. 
and then uh, you know people staff need good salaries and stuff like that. So that is a very very important important figure for us. And then uh, the development of products to spread benefits. This morning I had another session on masterclass on Nepal where we were talking about different experiences that actually showcase a country from a different light. Every country has that problem. You got these iconic products where everybody wants to go to, and then you have the other products where nobody wants to go to. So then it creates all this disparity. So people in certain areas do not get any income, and in other areas they get a lot of money. So to try and balance that off, creating developing products that actually go into different areas becomes a very important uh, aspect of what we do to develop these new experiences that spread money into the economy a little bit more. Um, there's a lot of listings out there. I'll not go through all of them because we won't have time for that, but I'll be taking some of them. Uh, in the environment side, sensitivity on the environment, apart from teaching clients, travelers, how to be uh, you know, responsible towards the environment, we ourselves make sure that we recycle. I told you about the bags. Uh, we have actually, the entire office is made out of recycled materials and stuff like that, so it's actually very, very sustainable in its own. We also use solar. About 70% of our office is actually uh, you know, working on solar. Even though in Nepal, actually, uh, the electricity we use is hydro, uh, hydro, so which is actually already clean, but we wanted to go even further, so we said solar. Now we're still only 70%. We're still not 100%. So again, work in progress. We've got to work on that. On the cultural side becomes a very important part because a lot of travel people, uh, you know, especially today when it's, a lot of Instagram sort of travel where people just want to see, put themselves on the picture and just go back. We try to educate the traveler to actually learn how to respect cultures and therefore the, the people in the country also respect themselves because other people have to come and respect you too for us to learn how to respect ourselves. So uh, doing that is very important. I've constantly worked on gender equality at work and this has been a very strong point that we have actually worked. And, uh, but again, work in progress. Sometimes it's always imbalanced. You know, people leave, you can't find new staff, you know, so you cannot really say, I want a female, I want a male. It doesn't work like that. So you've got to find people who are capable. But then we keep on working on it. And then the cultural diversity at work is interesting because Nepal has got 150 different ethnic groups. And trying to put that diversity together when you only have 10 people is kind of difficult. But you do try hard to try and get people from a diverse culture into the, into the workplace. And that has a very good benefit you actually develop, get expertise from all over the country. And it's really amazing when you do that. Uh, giving back to society becomes obviously a very important part. That's how it all started. Uh, we conduct one of the biggest charity rides in Nepal with 3,000 riders. It's going to happen next month. Uh, it's been happening for eight years. We've put $65,000 into, into charity through that, you know, just raising money using cycling. Uh, we do a run to school. Uh, I work with several different... Uh, uh, NGOs working in the market, in, in, you know, trying to give back into the communities, and then also the eye camps, obviously. I'm still attached to doing cataract camps, and that becomes an important part of what the company does. The education part of it is quite important, obviously. Uh, responsible travel guidelines, that was the first things we developed when we started the company. And then, of course, the sustainability talks with the industry, trying to spread out the message a little bit more, trying to give people a chance to actually get inspired by that. Guide trainings, you know, industry networking, all those things become very important because you cannot be doing uh, green hushing. You know, if you're doing the good stuff, you've got to talk about it as well so that the industry also gets inspired. And that becomes a very important part of what uh, comes as, as a culture. Uh, 
then it's just this. Constant practice, practice, practice. Initiatives come, initiatives go. Sometimes things work, sometimes things don't work. You got to keep on at it. And that is a singular focus that we have, that practice. You do not let go. If something doesn't work, sometimes you just say, you persevere a little bit, but if it doesn't work, you let it go, then take on another initiative, keep at it. And if you keep at it, the culture keeps on going. Uh, so trying to develop this uh, whole idea with uh, lifetime experiences, we started off a little pet project, which is uh, working on a coffee shop that does everything conscious. So it's got conscious coffee, conscious food, conscious products, working with artisans, and also conscious travel. So trying to build that all together into one little space called the hub in Kathmandu. And that is the space that we have actually developed right now and giving a real lifetime experience on conscious uh, living. I also run another company in Norway, which does travel around the world. So it's actually, again, about spread. So we do inbound Norway and we do outbound the rest of the world. But again, trying to use the same principles, trying to use the culture of being responsible around the world. At the national level, working on collaborations. That is my little pet project right now, and I think I'm actually gone out of time. And, and I'll just tell you internationally with stakeholders, open houses. Oh, okay, I'll just tell you a little bit. It creates a better office environment. It gives a real market leader image in the industry. The customers feel like they've really made a good choice when they come with us, and the stakeholders, very importantly, are constantly happy. And that, for me, is the definition of success. So if I tell you in the end, does it work? Yes, and it does make business sense. That's it for me. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this session from Arrival, the only event dedicated to creators and sellers of tours, activities, and attractions. Head to ArrivalEvent.com to register for upcoming conferences around the globe. And for insights into the in-destination industry, head to Arrival.Travel. <laughs>